1: Coast to Coast, brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our string, and by Grunt Style. Now, with all the news from NASCAR Touring, local and international series racing, here are Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse.
2: The DGR Crosley Racing Link Street
0: comes to an end in
2: Cotton's plan, while the Doug Phillips' Link Street comes to an end in Stafford. Hello and welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast for Wednesday August 8th 2018. Kyle Rickey here in Killingly, Connecticut joined by Hannah Newhouse in our Concord North Carolina studios. Thank you for watching as uh, we get set to talk short track racing for the next 30 minutes or so. And as I sit here in Killingly, Connecticut, Hannah, you were here uh, just, I don't know, 20 miles away a couple of days ago when the NASCAR wheel and Modify tour was at the Stafford Motor Speedway on Friday night for the stair at 150. Was that uh, your first time to Stafford?
3: Yeah, well, Stafford has been one of those racetracks on my bucket list all year as we continue to talk modified racing, and it's been a place that um, the NASCAR Wheeler Modified Tour has gone a couple times. We also have talked to a couple of the uh, SK modified winners as well, so I felt like I just had to get there, and it was kind of an off weekend for me, so I found my way up to Stafford to watch the modified racing, and let me say the uh, SKs did not disappoint, but neither did the tour race. It was definitely a good race, great facility, and a great race put on by everyone over there.
2: We'll talk more about that race here coming up in a moment doug kobe though kind of reminds me of like the jimmy johnson in the monster energy nascar cup series doug uh, a five-time champion he's won the last four in a row and has been winless or was winless ever since seekonk last august uh, nearly a full year without a win on the nascar wheel and modified tour and finally was able to break through on friday night and i think it was a very popular victory lane hannah
3: yeah it was i think like you said jimmy johnson's a great comparison because doug obviously is always a threat no matter where he goes he's going to be good at most of these racetracks he's seen success obviously with a five-time champion but man this year has just not been good to him he's had some rough luck um i talked to him at new hampshire a couple weeks ago um when he ran really well in the all-star race and was quick in practice and i said is this going to be the race we see your luck turn around and he goes man we we need it to turn around so hopefully this is the race and unfortunately. It wasn't, but it wasn't long after that. Um, obviously, I think this victory lane or this victory at Stafford is going to really jumpstart some momentum for him the rest of the year. It might be a little too late to run for that championship and go for six, but um, I won't be surprised if we see him back in victory lane before the year's over.
2: And he has a lot of good tracks coming up, including the Budweiser King of Beers 150 later tonight. Um, if you're watching this on Wednesday, August 8th at the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park, the next stop for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Then, of course, they at the Bristol Motor Speedway a week from tomorrow on Thursday. Uh, let's check, check out the top five from last week. Woody Pitcat came home second. Another great run for Woody, a career best or a, a season best for 2018. Eric Goodale, Rowan Pennick, Timmy Salamito rounding out the top five. Point leader Justin Bonsignor finished seventh. That means Bonsignor has a 51 point lead over Chase Dowling. Timmy Salamito, third in point, 64 out. Craig Lutz, a good season. Quiet season in fourth, 81 out. Rowan Pennick is fifth. Doug Kobe now back within 100 points, but Hannah, like you mentioned, 93 points out, seven races to go. I'm not sure that's enough time. I think he could probably get past like a Rowan Panic or a Craig Lutz, those guys that are within 10 or 15 points. It's going to be hard to get Timmy, Chase, and Justin Bonsignor. They're you know more than 30 points out in front of Doug now with seven to go.
3: Yeah, those, those three have just been so consistent all season. I mean, Justin Bonsignor had a bad night, you could say, at Stafford, still finishing within, like, the top seven. And Chase Dowling, man, some rough luck he had at Stafford, qualified on the pole, uh, actually ended up having to start at at the back due to being uh, too light, and worked his way back up and then ended up in the fence. So there are bad nights, but like you said, I don't think the three of them could have enough consistent bad nights for uh, Kobe to really get back up there and contend. They've just been so strong, and even on their bad nights, they're still there at the end, so um, he's got a chance, like you said, to maybe pass a Rowan Pennick, but I'm not really sure if he can catch those other three.
2: Again, two races in the next eight nights for the Modifieds, tonight at Thompson, next Thursday at the Bristol Motor Speedway. So it, it's the, kind of the start of the home stretch for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour season. Also, over the weekend, the NASCAR k and Pro Series East, they were in action, turning both left and right at Watkins Glen International. And there's been a lot of talk, Hannah, about DGR Crosley racing with Tyler Dipple and, and, of course, Tyler Ankrum, who won the last three races. But it was Brett Moffitt that kind of surprised the field a little bit on Friday afternoon. Uh, making a last lap pass to take his first win in quite some time in the NASCAR K&A series, driving for Hattori Racing.
3: Yeah, I tried to follow that race on Twitter while I was at Stafford, and it sounded like those drivers, regardless of everything going on, had a really good time. Many of them hadn't raced in the rain before. They were practicing, qualifying, got canceled, so they started by points. Moffitt was at the back, and from how I heard it went down, he had to go to the front of the field Three separate times to get this race, and what a cool place to do it at, like Watkins Glen. But overall, you had some unfamiliar or recently unfamiliar faces in that series, um, having people like Bubba Wallace and Moffitt that really shook up the points. I mean, Tyler Ankrum, who's leading it, finished seventh, and Tyler Dippel, who's in second place in the Canadese points, was fifteenth. So ultimately, having these non-consistent guys in the field really kind of shook it up. But DGR has still just been so dominant, even with that seventh place finish for Dip or for Ankrum. I'm not sure if anyone can touch them either, but good for Brett Moffitt. I think this is a huge thing for him to, even though it was a k and Pro Series East win, um, this could even boost him even more in that truck series where he's been so strong this year.
2: And he'll be back on track this Saturday at Michigan International Speedway for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Of course, running for a championship with that same team. The win also kind of derails the Will Rogers Road Course Express. He was on, what, four consecutive wins, I believe, on road courses In the K&N series, going into Watkins Glen, only to lose it on the last lap.
3: Yeah, what a frustrating feeling for Will Rogers. Like you said, he lost it on the last lap, and I know that that was something we talked about with him a couple different times as we've had him on the show previously in the year. And he said, you know, we target these road course races because we know we're good and we know we have a shot to win. And Obviously, no one counted him out. I mean, he was there, and to lose it on the last lap like that is really, really bittersweet, but you can't um, take it away from him either that he was there all weekend, he was strong, he was consistent, and ultimately, he's probably going to get a lot of you know, TV time on that NBCSN uh, tape delay of this race because he was there and competitive. So, uh, Will Rogers still showed up to play, even though he didn't, didn't quite end up back in victory lane.
2: Behind Moffat and Rogers, the top two, you had Scott Heckard in third, Um, Spencer Davis in fourth and Sam Mayer rounding out the top five. And as you mentioned, uh, three to go. The championship standings, Tyler Ankrum, 45 points ahead of Tyler Dippel. That is more than a race. Dippel in turn has a pretty healthy cushion over Ronnie Bassett, uh, who is 84 points out of the lead in third. Rumi Garcia and Anthony Alfredo rounding out the top five. The the, uh, NASCAR Canaan Pro Series East back on track here in a couple of weeks' time, August 24th. At Gateway Motorsports Park in Illinois, a combination race with the NASCAR Kane and Pro Series West. Coming up on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we will talk to five time NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour champion and winner of the Sterrett 150 last Friday night at the Stafford Motor Speedway. Doug Kobe will join us after the break.
0: Chris Crockett here with another member of our Toyota Racing family. Reggie, you've taken tailgating to new places. You've converted this school bus into a giant brisket smoker?
1: Yeah, it's table stakes, Chris. Oh, you see that? That's my lookout tower, so I can see Kyle Busch taking the lead.
0: Wow, what's the cage for?
1: That's for the tailgaters.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a real alligator. NASCAR and Toyota Racing. With a family like this, who knows the places we'll go as things heat up this summer. Learn more at Racing.com. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of the National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Grunt Style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are
1: 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this will defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com.
0: Live sports are the one true reality entertainment where a single dramatic moment can become timeless. In NASCAR, Motor Racing Network's live broadcast elevates your senses to the sights, sounds, and struggles taking place on the racetrack. Austin Dillon leads the pack. No one ever thought he would contend for the win. He's going to win the 60th running of the Daytona 5. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area.
1: this is nascar coast to coast brought to you by hercules tires and by grunt style here are kyle ricky and hannah newhouse
2: back here on nascar coast to coast on the motor racing network the nascar wheeled modified tour ran the stare at 150 last friday night at the stafford motor speedway for the first time in nearly a year the five-time and defending modified champion got to victory lane doug kobe out best everybody to the checkered flag and he was able to pick up his first win of the 2018 season he joins us now on the guest line Doug welcome back to NASCAR coast-to-coast Coast. sadly it has been about a year since you last joined us congratulations on the win
4: yeah it's been uh, been about a year so we last won at Seekonk at the end of August last year and uh, managed to, to get this one at Stafford so I think we're kind of going in the right direction hopefully get back on track and uh, hopefully you'll see us in victory lane a few more times before the season's over
3: like you said, you finally guys, you guys just got that monkey off your back and it's been a season of up and downs for you guys, but we've seen um it's obviously a trend when someone gets that win, it sparks not only, you know, the the confidence in the team but also the driver. I mean, how much more confident are you going into the rest of the season knowing, "Hey, we finally got that win we've been looking for all season."
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how racing works, you know. I mean, we're all pretty confident and we know what we have, but uh, not going to lie when you you have some wrecks like we've had or you have some misfortune or you just miss the setup like we have a few times um, you know that weighs on you a little bit no matter how many races you've won before or how many championships you've won so um, you know we're excited to, to start the second half of the season here with a good finish and we go to Thompson tomorrow with uh, you know potential for another great finish we were really good there the last time we were at, at Thompson so um, you know you never know what the rest of the season's going to bring and winning always helps you know it's great for morale for our team for our guys um you know they work so hard to get us back there and of course for our sponsors to keep them happy so it's uh it's really important on our series to gra- grab a win when you can you know uh we're all very vocal about how competitive our series is and anytime you can grab a win it's uh, certainly a good thing
2: modifieds typically run a single day show at these short tracks outside of of some of the big events like the spring sizzler the fall final the world series at thompson did you know at at three o'clock when you pulled off the racetrack uh when practice had concluded on friday that you had a car that could contend for the win on friday night
4: well uh typically i would say yes um but with these one tire stops that we have to do at stafford um and thompson it's uh really throws a a monkey wrench into things you know it's it's hard to it's hard to know even if you have a good car how the race is going to play out and if you're going to make the right decision with when you take the tires so you know we've been in a position before where we've had a, a really great car and led most of the race and then pit stops come up and you know all of a sudden now somebody else is in front of you that was last running 12th or something like that and Uh, you know that creates some situations on the racetrack when you're deep in the field after you just take your tires where sometimes it's hard to avoid some stuff so um, I'd like to say that I I was pretty confident that we had a fast car Uh, we always have a fast car at Stafford and Thompson but you never know how the race is going to play out Um, you know I thought that Chase Dowling probably had the fastest car uh, for most of the day and then it actually looked like Rowan Pennock had the best car for most of the race so um, you know it all depends on the pit strategy and I was running fifth with 25 laps to go, and those guys decided they were all going to come in and take tires, and they handed me the lead. So that's just uh, amazing how the race works out with this rule for the one tire
3: and the quick cautions that they were throwing too. Uh, definitely made it interesting. You saw a lot of people starting to kind of panic on pit road taking those one tires, but it made it a great race for the fans. Um, we take a look at, obviously, you're the defending champion in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Um, racing has a funny way, like you said, of being up and down, but what's been the biggest difference maybe from last year where you guys saw so much success to um, a pretty difficult year so far this year?
4: Well, I mean, last year we had a difficult year too. It seems like towards the, the later part of the season uh, we kind of ran off a bunch of seconds in a row. I think we finished second four times in a row and then finally won at Seekonk. And it was actually right around this time that we kind of started our run of success last year. Um, you know, we've just been a little bit off with our setups and uh, trying to get a hold of the, the new right rear tire that they've allowed us the option to put on uh, during the race. It's just been a little bit of a issue for us to get our car to turn as good as we want it to when we make the tire changes. So uh, we've been chipping away at it we've been getting better and better and uh, you know I know we won the championship last year but it was you know by far and away our hardest year to, to win the championship and we struggled early on in last season too and uh, this year we're we we struggled equally as much as we did last year and right now it's just like Justin yours team they're firing on all cylinders and they haven't had a hiccup yet whereas last year uh, you know, Timmy Salamino, I think, was leading points most of the season and had a couple hiccups around mid-season, which allowed a lot of us to kind of close back in in points. And it just doesn't seem like Justin's team has given in yet. You know, they've been so strong at every race, and uh, I'm sure their switch to the LFR chassis is uh, a good reason for that. But they also have a lot of great people on their team making it happen. So it uh, seems like it's clicking for them, like it's clicked for us in the past. And you know, it's going to be hard for any one of us to catch them with the point lead that they have. But it's been done before, so we'll try to do it again.
2: I want to go back to Friday night. You mentioned you've mentioned a couple of times now the the one tire rule and and that we have seen the last, I don't know, four or five races at Stafford and a couple of events at Thompson. A lot of talk about that rule in the days since the race. Your thoughts on the rule and and how it can be confusing to maybe not the race teams but the fans in the grandstand.
4: Yeah, my thoughts on the rule have been pretty consistent since it was first announced. Um I I hate it. I think it's awful. Um I think it's kind of gimmicky to to bring us in that many times, and the fans can't keep track of, you know, who still has to pit or who, you know, who took tires and whether they, you know, half the fans don't even know that we have a softer right rear tire compound that we can put on at our pit stops, that we have to start the race on the hard compound and we have to qualify on that, Um, but then we can come in and put on whatever we want. So there's a lot of things that aren't communicated to the fans, but I think if it was, It would make the fans, you know, more engaged and more intrigued. But I think a lot of fans probably watched Friday night and said, you know, why did the top four cars just pit and hand the two-car the lead with 25 laps to go? And while that is a strategy that they chose, uh, I think a little bit more communication could come down to explain to the fans what the options are for our teams when we do pit. Um, The the main reason why I hate the one-tire rule is I I think tracks like Stafford, uh, Stafford has way too small of a pit road, and it's way too dangerous to bring our cars in that many times over the course of one race um, just to try to make the racing better. It makes it too dangerous for the crew guys. And uh, my crew guys have been uh, brushed by cars before and and almost run over. And it's just a matter of time before it happens. So hopefully Stafford, you know, takes the initiative to make some changes to their pit road to make it safer. If that's the the decision that they want to make with how we have to race. So um, I'm not against making racing better for the fans. And I know sometimes Stafford's races are known to be boring where one car gets out front and kind of stinks up the show um so i'm all for making our races more interesting but i'm not going to compromise safety to do it so i've been pretty vocal about it the track knows it nascar knows it and i just i won't shut up about it because i think if we're going to do things to make racing better it should be uh not at the expense of safety
3: yeah definitely some some close calls on pit road like you said but fortunately uh, everyone everyone got out of there with all their limbs but we're looking at this uh past week and also this upcoming week you guys had stafford on friday night you've got thompson um this evening and then you've also got um bristol next week three races within 13 days um how grueling is that for your guys as teams and do you guys change maybe how you race in the next couple races knowing that the turnaround time for a wrecked car is so short
4: uh good question i mean it's pretty grueling on on the guys in the shop um you know we're lucky that we have a couple of chassis to choose from so we're not bringing the same car to all three races um and typically we bring a backup car that's pretty much race ready uh to most of our races so um you know phil's gotten on used to this schedule and getting the cars prepared because we've pretty much run this same schedule for you know three or four maybe even five or six years now in a row um the uh The hardest thing, I think, is for the guys that have one chassis and and maybe one engine and trying to get it all turned around, especially if they have bad luck and and wreck at Stafford or Thompson or something like that. So um, it's not easy. It's also not easy because don't forget that all of these three races in 13 days are all midweek shows. Uh, We race Stafford on a Friday, Thompson on a Wednesday, and now Bristol the following Thursday. So you know, all these guys who work on our teams, they're all volunteer guys, and they all have full-time jobs and families, and it's really hard to get – those precious days off of work all in such a short period during the middle of summer so it's not the ideal schedule for anybody uh but it is what it is and we're happy to go to those three tracks you know they're they're three great tracks for the modifieds and uh that's what you do you make the commitment to race and you find a way to get it done
2: over 30 cars, I believe, Friday night at Stafford, 30 more, 31, I believe, entered for the race at Thompson. We expect the same at Bristol. You've been on the tour now, on and off, uh, for about 15 years, a couple of part-time seasons there in 2007, 2008. How would you characterize the health of the modified tour right now, thinking of of both the schedule and the teams that compete on it?
4: Uh, I think it's been improving for the last three or four years. Uh, I think we did hit a low point when maybe the economy had a little bit to con- contribute to that. Um, but I think NASCAR has done a really good job with not only the rules to make it more enticing for new teams to come, but they've made it a little bit easier for licensing purposes, for part-timers to come along. And then for teams who really want to go after the wins, uh, Whelan really stepped up in a big way this year by offering an extra $3,500 to the winner per race. So most of our races now pay over ten thousand dollars to win with bonuses included and that has done a great job of separating the the nascar tour from the other modified tours that exist in the northeast uh which kyle as you know there's no shortage of them and uh there's always options for modified racers for where they want to compete and i think the nascar series has really stepped up to be uh the premier series for modified racing in the country so uh, it's been a good thing for us and i think we're healthy we're growing and more importantly, on those television races, we are putting on a whale of a show for the race fans who love to see finishes like Chase Dowling and Bobby Santos at Loudon with uh, third and fourth place right on their heels. So it's, uh, it's really important for us to continue as a series to have races like that where we have eyes on us and people watching to keep them engaged and keep them coming back. And I think we've done a good job the last two or three years as a series, as a whole, uh, as competitors, to do that and promote our series. So it's, I think it's pretty strong right now.
3: As a newcomer um, to the NASCAR Will and Modified Tour, I'm from the West Coast. We don't even have Tour-type Modifieds. It's, uh, definitely well, you should. E- I know, I know. I, that's what I am keep saying. <laughs> but, you know, we'll leave the West Coast as they're, they're doing their own thing. But uh, it's been really fun to watch those races. And like you said, always a good show. But if we take a look back or, like, step away from the actual racetrack, um, I'm going to suggest to anyone who doesn't, you guys need to follow Doug, Justin Bonsignor, and Ryan Priest on Twitter because those three – have me cracking up at least once a week with their Twitter threads. How important is it for you guys, as you know, one of the faces of this modified tour to be on social media? And how does that really play into um, racing for you guys?
4: Well, we have a lot of fun with it. My uh, social media fun actually started with Keith Rocco. We used to have what we call Twitter wars where we would just, you know, make fun of each other for days on end and and get people laughing. Um, And now it's kind of transitioned over to uh, uh, myself and Justin uh kind of going at it with each other and then ryan pokes his nose in a few times but you know justin and i know how to get ryan to quiet down you know pretty quickly ryan's obviously uh doing a tremendous thing to represent the modified tour uh by going out there and and winning in the joe gibbs cars in the xfinity series but you know ryan's still a modified racer and, and wherever ryan's career goes from there he'll still be a modified racer first and uh it's fun to get involved with those guys and we're kind of like finding those Twitter gif images that are out there because there's some funny ones for our responses and we just try to mostly respond with pictures as opposed to words and uh, you know we're competitors and we are we are all bitter rivals I mean we love beating each other and, and we'll go to, to extremes to do it but at the same time you know off the track generally speaking most of us get along fairly well and uh, it's fun for the fans to uh, and our crew guys to just see us go at it on Twitter especially um, you know it's just it's meant to be fun, meant to be social, and get people involved. And uh, I think people really like to see, you know, the personality come out of the drivers to kind of get to know us better. And um, I'm pretty sure I have those guys beat hands down with my sarcasm and my funny comments. But sometimes they like to think they beat me, but I'm pretty sure I got them beat there too. So um, it's it's fun, you know, and uh, it's uh, definitely uh, interesting and and a good time. So that's why we do it. And. Uh, no harm no foul like i said in my last post with justin about last uh last friday's race
2: sometimes those gifs can say so much more <laughs> than a couple of words yeah. on twitter just to... Doug Covey, join that they're, the they're S- called GIFs, gifs they're not gifs i thought they were gifs i was just gonna ask you that is it a gif or is it a gif i think it's a gif <laughs> it like a G. A okay yeah. well
3: come on kyle get what well, i was times. right
4: i was right like kyle just remember that i was right <laughs>
2: You, you were right. I was wrong. Again, I'm used to it, though. Uh, thank you for joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Doug, congratulations on the win, and we'll see you at the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park here shortly.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Hopefully uh, we'll get to talk a few more times before the year's out, but uh, uh, thanks again, and I really appreciate you having us on.
2: Five-time and defending champion Doug Kobe picking up his first win of the season this past Friday night, Stare at 150, at the Stafford Motor Speedway. And again, the Modifieds in action tonight at Thompson. Next Thursday at the Bristol Motor Speedway, a busy stretch for NASCAR's oldest division. Coming up, we preview another busy weekend ahead that actually starts tonight at the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park when NASCAR Coast to Coast rolls on.
1: Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength.
0: Chris Crockett here with another member of our Toyota Racing family. Reggie, you've taken tailgating to new places. You've converted this school bus into a giant brisket smoker?
1: It's table stakes, Chris. Oh, you see that? That's my lookout tower, so I can see Kyle Busch taking the lead.
0: Wow, what's the cage for?
1: That's for the tailgaters.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a real alligator. NASCAR and Toyota Racing. With a family like this, who knows the places we'll go as things heat up this summer. Learn more at toyotaracing.com. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of the National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.
2: Join MRN as we travel
1: through the life of NASCAR's most popular driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr.
0: comes back to the Daytona International Speedway, leading the pack.
1: I won races that I never thought I'd win. From growing up under the Earnhardt name to Super Speedway wins to Whiskey River, we dive into everything Dale
2: Jr. He's brain man for NASCAR history. You know, we weren't the typical family that got to sit down to dinner together. Tune in to Junior's Journey, available on iTunes for download only on the Motor
3: Racing Network.
1: this is nascar coast to coast brought to you by hercules tires and by grunt style here are kyle ricky and hannah newhouse
2: wrapping up another edition of nascar coast to coast here on the motor racing network we talked with doug covey before the break that the nascar modifieds are back in action tonight at thompson we hope there is weather in the area so hopefully the weather is able to clear out and the race will take place here tonight 31 cars on the entry list including Ryan Priest Hannah, who uh, shows well in the modified and shows well in the NASCAR Xfinity Series car, no matter what track or what kind of track he goes to. A top five effort, turning both left and right the other day at Watkins Glen, driving for Joe Gibbs Racing. Modifieds don't road race much, so I think that shows just how talented Ryan is to be able to get in a stock car and race against, for the most part, cup guys up there in the top five in that Xfinity Series race last Saturday at the Glen.
3: I think a lot of eyes were on Ryan this last weekend. Like you said, uh, we know he performs well at tracks like you know your Iowas, your Bristol's, your Richmond's. Those you know tracks that are really similar to what maybe a modified runs on. He runs good everywhere. But I think a lot of eyes were on him, going okay. Now we're really going to put him to the test, going right and left. And no, to no one's surprise, I mean he was phenomenal all weekend long at Watkins Glen and. Now he's back behind the wheel of a modified and you know he's been froth or frothing at the bit to get into modified like he loves his modified racing so i've been seeing all the pictures and it looks like he's uh ready to go racing for sure tonight at uh thompson
2: i think you're learning anybody that's associated with modified racing and that grew up with it loves modified yeah. racing so i'm glad you're being converted uh he will also run the snoco modified later tonight for the nascar wheel all-american series at thompson speedway running of course for the championship there Hannah, a lot of other short track racing across the country and up in Canada this past weekend, speaking of the Whelan All-American Series.
3: Yeah, up in Canada, uh, they actually ran the at Sunset, and Gord Shepard got that win. Riverhead, I wanted to get over to Riverhead to watch those modifieds, but that didn't quite get there. Timmy Salamito went straight from Stafford over to Riverhead for One Saturday minute. and collected the win. Irwindale was in action again with Trevor Huddleston, a familiar name in the NASCAR Will and All-American Series points, doubled up on his wins, as well as Philip Morris, who still leads that NASCAR Will All-American Series national points title doubled up with wins at Langley, um, but plenty of racing as well going on. You've got the k and Pro Series West who's back in action out at Evergreen Speedway this up-and-coming weekend on the five 5/8s. We talked to Jeremy Anders from um, Evergreen Speedway last weekend. They're looking forward to it in Canada, like you said. Uh, the Pinty Series back in action.
2: They're back in action this weekend at Three Rivers. You mentioned uh, Philip Morris. He leads by 80 points over Burt Myers in the Wheeling All-American Series. Hannah, another quick show. We'll see you next week.
3: I will be here waiting for it. Let's talk some short track racing.
2: Absolutely. I'm off to of Thompson now. I want to thank Doug Kobe, producers Daryl Smith and Brian Yesowich. For Hannah Newhouse, I'm Kyle Rickey. Three. We'll see you back Two. here next week.
1: NASCAR Coast to Coast has been brought to you by Hercules Tires and by Grunt Style. NASCAR Coast to Coast can be found on demand at MRN.com, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and SoundCloud. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network, all rights reserved.